أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري فحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bed-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 25th flash, which is sometimes also called the Treatise for the Sick. This is a treatise that Ustad Nursi wrote to show us the wisdoms and mercy behind sickness and afflictions. It is composed of 26 sections, each Ustad Nursi called a remedy each providing an aspect of the wisdom and mercy in sickness and a way to make the best out of sickness and affliction. Uh, however, it is called uh, 25 Remedies because when Ustad Nursi wrote this, he was sick and it, he, he dictated it as it came in a very natural manner. And later on, when they read what was written, they noticed that there were two sixth remedies. He had dictated the sixth remedy and then again said sixth remedy so although there are 26 remedies all to get put together when we look it appears to have 25 and he did not want to change that later on because he thought that the, the way it came naturally had a lot of ikhlas a lot of sincerity and he, he did not want to spoil that and we will see that when we read the sixth uh, remedy or the two sixth uh, remedies inshallah in the last episode, we read through the first through fourth remedies, and today we will continue from the fifth. Bismillah. Beşinci deva, fifth remedy. Ey maraza mubtela hasta, O the disease-stricken sick person. Bu zamanda tecrübemle kanaatim gelmiştir ki, hastalık bazılara bir ihsan-ı ilahidir, bir hediye-i rahmanidir. Through my experience at this time, I have reached the conviction that, for some, sickness is a divine bestowal, a gift from the merciful. We had talked about how this shifts paradigm, changes the paradigm. Normally, we think of sickness as not as a gift, not as mercy, right? We think of sickness as an affliction, as tribulation, as something to be afraid of, something to escape from. But when we take a look at it from the right angle, it actually appears to be, in its reality, a gift, a bestowal. And, and here Ustad Nursi is going to explain that. How is that so? How can sickness be a divine bestowal, a gift from the merciful? Bu 8-9 senedir liyakatsiz olduğum halde bazı genç zatlar hastalık münasebetiyle dua için benimle görüştüler. Dikkat ettim ki hangi hastalıklı genci gördüm? Sair gençlere nispeten ahiretini düşünmeye başlıyor. Gençlik sarhoşluğu yok. 
gaflet içindeki hayvani hevesattan bir derece kendini kurtarıyor. Ben de bakıyordum onların tahammül dahilindeki hastalıklarını bir ihsan-ı ilahi olduğunu ihtar ederdim. Although I do not merit it, some young people reached out to me seeking prayers in relation to sickness during these past eight to nine years. Now Ustad Nursi is recognized as a saint of God in, in the context that he is talking about. He is in the uh, village of, uh, in a village called Barla in this city or township of Sparta in Turkey. He was exiled there and at the time that he is writing this he had been there for some time and people saw many miracles from it and even more important than those saintly miracles he had such ikhlas, such sincerity, he was so knowledgeable and he was so worshipful, his state of worshipful uh, presence before before God. People thought of him as a saint of God and they went to him to ask for prayers. Some of them were sick and they would find him and ask, ask him, would you please pray for me, pray to God for me so that this sickness is lifted from me. However, part of him being such a worshipful slave before his Lord and having so much sincerity is that he does not see merit in himself. That is how the saints of God, that is how the Gnostics, that's how those who know reality as reality is, are. They look inside and they see their own sins and misgivings and because they know the station of their Lord, even, even if those sins and misgivings were really small and insignificant things from the point of view of a you know, regular, ordinary person, because they know the station of their Lord, that looks big to them. Any, any misgiving before the Lord looks big to them. So that's what Ustad Norsi is saying here. Although I do not merit it, some young people reached out to me seeking prayers in relation to sickness during these past eight to nine years. When I looked carefully, when, when I examined the situation carefully, I noticed that relative to other young people, each sick young person I met would begin to think about their hereafter more. The inebriety, the drunkenness, intoxication of youth is gone. That is how youth is. You feel very powerful, invincible. Usually, not always, but usually there is this sense of elation. There is a long future before you. You can plan everything. You can. You are also starting to come out of childhood when there are all sorts of limitations because you cannot do things on your own and you are dependent on adults. So that dependence is gradually be, being lifted from you and that leads to a sense of a sense of again invincibility and heedlessness it's a kind of drunkenness it's a kind of inebriety right that's what uh, Stadnosi is referring to here you don't really think about reality as reality is you don't really think about the human predicament humans live in a state of predicament they are needy weak powerless dependent right but youth is a time when you feel this the least. However, Stadnus is saying, whenever he met those sick people who were coming to him for prayers, the inebriety of youth is gone. They save themselves from the animalistic desires of a state of heedlessness. And youth is also a time when these all, all of these desires are really 
powerful body is powerful and therefore the animalistic desires of the body are powerful i would consider the matter and remind them that their sickness that remained within endurable limits were divine bestowals i would consider the matter and remind them that their sicknesses that remained within the endurable limits so he is putting a condition there if it if it goes beyond what is endurable perhaps that that reached the limit at which point it has already fulfilled its function and perhaps there's a need for prayer but if it remains within endurable limits if it remains within endurable limits he would tell them look this is a divine bestowal he would remind them that their sicknesses that remained within endurable limits were divine bestowals derdim ki kardeşim senin bu hastalığının aleyhinde değilim hastalık için sana karşı bir şefkat hissedip acımıyorum ki dua edeyim hastalık seni tam uyandırıncaya kadar sabra çalış ve hastalık vazifesini bitirdikten sonra Halika Rahim inşallah sana şifa verir. I would say, my brother, I am not against the sickness of yours. Now again, we have to understand that the paradigm has shifted. If somebody was sick and you went to this person and said, oh, really good, it's good, you are sick. Of course, they would be offended. But you need to understand or we need to understand that the perspective point of view through which Ustad Nursi is looking at the matter. He says, I do not feel compassion or pity for you because of the sickness so that I should pray for you. He doesn't say, I do not feel compassion or pity for you. He is known to be a person with a lot of compassion and he had compassion for every human being, every animal, every plant, everything. He had compassion for everything. It is said that when the light bulb in his room burned, it was not working anymore. Somebody who was helping him had taken the bulb and he was about to throw the bulb and, and crush it. Ustad Nusi tells him, no, don't do it. You cannot do it. It, it used to serve me. <laughs> it helped me for such a long time. Yes, it's not working any longer, but that does not mean that we can treat it the way that you are treating. Have some have some mercy on it. Don't don't crush it. Put it in the garbage and then it will be taken care of from there. So he's known to be a person with a lot of compassion. And this is also coming out of his compassion because his real compassion and pity is for the human predicament for a young person who does not recognize reality as reality is and has fallen into heedlessness and is living a sinful life what more is there to to pity he says i do not feel compassion or pity for your for you because of the sickness so that i should pray for you i mean when we pray to the extent that it is sincere and it is coming out of a a, a inner felt need it is acceptable but he's saying i don't feel compassion or pity for your sickness how can i pray for you try to have patience until the sickness awakens you completely the sickness is there for a purpose it has a duty its duty it there may be more than one duties but one usually valid duty is that it is there to awaken you 
awaken us. We have been doing things that are wrong. We have been heedless. We have we have forgotten about our Lord and the purpose of our existence in this universe and so on and so forth. We need to be awakened. We have fallen into a um, state of sleepiness in which we do not recognize reality as reality is. We have fallen into a state of heedlessness. Try to have patience until the sickness awakens you completely. Once the sickness finishes its duty, the mercy-giving Creator will give healing to you, God willing, inshallah. So have patience. Know that this has a purpose. This is fulfilling a duty. And once that duty is over, the time of affliction will be over. And inshallah, the mercy-giving Creator, Khaliq Rahim, will give you healing, inshallah. Hem derdim, senin bir kısım emsalin sıhhat belasıyla gaflete düşüp, namazı terk edip, kabri düşünmeyip, Allah'ı unutup, bir saatlik hayat-ı dünyeviyenin zahiri keyfiyle hadsiz bir hayat ebediyesini sarsar, zedeler, belki de harap eder. Further, I would say, because of the calamity of health, so again, <laughs> try to see how the paradigm has shifted health becomes calamity why well we, we we evaluate things according to their consequences according to what they yield if sickness yields something good then sickness is good if health yields something bad then then health is bad because of the calamity of health some of your likes other young people fall into heedlessness leave prayer what a danger he is saying in that leave prayer prayer is the central pole of religion and if you think of a tent that has a central pole that holds it upright if the pole is gone the tent will fall some young people out there who are healthy feeling invincible, thinking that they will live forever. Perhaps sometimes they think that, okay, I'm young now, I'm going to have fun. And when I come, I don't know, like past my 40, I will start praying and I will make up for what I have missed. What, what, a, what a heedless way of thinking. What guarantee do we have that we are going to live from now to 10 minutes from now? We do not have any guarantee. Plus, this is incumbent upon upon us now prayer is incumbent upon us the moment we reach adolescence there will be prayer that will be incumbent upon us when we are 40 when we are 50 when we are 60. how can we how can we be certain that the prayers that were incumbent upon us when we were 20 are still going to be accepted god will accept them if we make up for them when we are 40 especially if we are leaving it, if we are delaying it intentionally. That is such a heedless way of thinking and such a great danger. May God protect us all and may God protect our progeny. That is something that may lead to falling out of religion, losing faith. And some young people 
like you and this is being addressed to a sick person some light young people like you because of the calamity of health they fall into heedlessness they leave prayer they do not think about the grave the prophet sallallahu taught us to think about death a lot because it is what embitters these blessings of the world and that bitter taste is what warns us about the ultimate reality the certain future they forget god because of the calamity of health and shake harm in fact ruin their eternal lives for the apparent pleasures of an hour of one hour of worldly life isn't it like that especially when we are young the desires the appetites of our animalistic reality pull us pull us into all sorts of things and we cannot resist it and that one hour of pleasure whatever it may be can lead us to eternal perdition to eternal calamity eternal torment isn't then that health that caused this person to to forget his lord and fall into heedlessness and sin in that one hour isn't that a calamity if the consequence is god protect eternal perdition sen hastalık gözüyle herhalde gideceğin bir menzilin olan kabrini ve daha arkasında ohrevi menzilleri görürsün ve onlara göre davranıyorsun through the eye of sickness you see your grave where you will stop anyhow you see other stops of the hereafter beyond it and thus you adjust your actions accordingly it opens the eyes sometimes we look at things but we do not see it because we do not pay attention to it try this ask a friend what brand their watch is i mean most people don't wear watches any longer but find somebody who wears a watch and ask them what brand the watch is so they will take a look at the watch and read the brand and tell you the brand and then ask them what time it is now they just looked at the watch but they did not look at the time they will not know the time they will have to look again so looking is not always seeing sometimes we look but we don't see because we are looking looking at something else so when when sickness comes when we look at our future we recognize things that we do not otherwise recognize let's think about a 20 year old person i have been there therefore i can talk about it let's think about a young man he will probably be thinking about the career that he wants to make the profession that he wants to have perhaps he will be thinking about married who uh, will be the candidate for marriage he might be thinking about a car that he wants to buy he might be thinking about the vacation that he's going to have in, in the summer but but beyond all of these is he going to be thinking about death the grave as a stop on a much longer journey through the intermediate realm and then the resurrection the reckoning the bridge to paradise or hell to stay eternally what 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 is more important than that how can we not be aware of it at any moment at any given moment of our lives what a big 
win or lose that is how can we forget it but we do we do not see it because that is not what we look at but when sickness comes Ustad Nursi is saying through the eye of sickness you see your grave where you will stop anyhow is there anybody who does not stop at a grave now there might be people who perish in an accident and they do not even have a grave but that's not the point here is there anybody who does not die and and cross that boundary between this world and the intermediate realm you see other stops of the hereafter beyond that and you start thinking about it what am i going to do there what did i what did i prepare for it the man came to the prophet وسلم, and asked when is the hour meaning the last hour and the prophet وسلم, responded what did you prepare for it so the person who sees with the eye of sickness the grave and the other stops beyond it and the ultimate end starts thinking about it and starts preparing and thus you adjust your actions accordingly demek senin için hastalık bir sıhhattir bir kısım emsalindeki sıhhat bir hastalıktır in that case sickness is a kind of health for you and health is a kind of sickness for some of your legs some of your peers so if sickness comes to us it is in our hands to make sickness a kind of health for ourselves and it is in our hands to avoid health becoming a kind of sickness for us and if god loves us if god has destined us for the paradise and we are not recognizing our position before him and we are falling into heedlessness it is out of his mercy that he will give us sickness to awaken us and if that comes we need to be aware of it we need to know this so that we recognize it when it comes so that we recognize reality as reality is because as we always say reality is beautiful altıncı deva sixth remedy Ey elemden teşekki eden hasta. Oh, the sick person who complains of pain. And of course, most sicknesses come with pain. And pain is something that is that is not desired in and of itself. So it makes sense that when somebody has pain, this person complains. But, but, let's see. Senden soruyorum. Geçmiş ömrünü düşün. Ve o ömürde geçmiş lezzetli safa günleri ve bela ve elemli vakitleri tahattur et. I ask you, I ask from you, think of your past life and remember the pleasurable, delightful days of enjoyment and the times of calamity and pain that are gone now. We can all try to do this. We must have all had times of pleasure, times of delight in our past let's think about those times let's think about let's try to take a moment take a few seconds and remember the most delightful periods of our lives and also let's try to remember the most painful most troublesome moments and periods of our lives her hade ya o ya ah diyeceksin yani ya elhamdülillah şükür veyahut va hasreta va esefa 
kalbin veya lisanın diyecek. You will certainly say either oh or ah. Now oh is an, an interjection of pleasure in Turkish and ah is an interjection of pain and, and regret and so on and so forth. You will certainly say either oh or ah. That is, your heart and tongue will either say all praise and gratitude is to the Lord. Thanks, you will find gratitude in your heart. Or you will say, oh my grief, oh my regret, alas. Oh my grief, oh my regret. Dikkat et. Now, pay attention, be careful, think carefully. Sana oh elhamdulillah şükür dediren senin başından geçmiş elemler, musibetlerin düşünmesi bir manevi lezzeti deşiyor ki senin kalbin şükreder. Think carefully. What makes you say, oh, all praise and gratitude is due to God. Thanks are the pains you have experienced. The contemplation of tribulations is digging up a metaphysical pleasure. And as a result, your heart expresses gratitude. Çünkü elemin zevali lezzettir. O elemler, o musibetler zevaliyle ruhta bir lezzet irsiyet bırakmış ki düşünmekle deşilse ruhtan bir lezzet akıyor, şükürler takattur ediyor. The contemplation of tribulations is digging up a metaphysical pleasure and as a result your heart expresses gratitude. This is because there is pleasure in the termination of pain. There is pleasure in the termination of pain. Those pains and tribulations have bequeathed a pleasure to the spirit through their termination. And therefore, if the spirit is dug up, so it is somewhere somewhere in the spirit, somewhere in the depths of the spirit, it is preserved there. If the spirit is dug up, pleasure pours forth like a like a well, like a spring. It is somewhere in the depths of the spirit. But when we think about it, when we remember the, the periods of those troubles and calamities, and then when we remember the termination of that calamity and we feel that relief, when we remember that moment of relief, if the spirit is dug up, a pleasure pours forth. Expressions of gratitude drip out. Sana va esefa va hasreta dedirten Eski zamanda geçirdiğin lezzetli ve safalı o hallerdir ki zevalleriyle senin ruhunda daimi bir elemi ırsiyet bırakıp ne vakit düşünsen o elem yine deşiliyor, esef ve hasret akıtıyor. On the other hand, what makes you say, oh my grief, oh my regret are the pleasurable and enjoyable states you have experienced in olden times. They have bequeathed a continuous pain to your spirit through their termination and therefore whenever you think about it that pain is dredged up and pours out regret and grief in the way that the times of calamity with their termination have bequeathed pleasures a recognition of divine mercy the termination of those times of pleasure and enjoyment have left in our spirits a pain. And when we dredge it up, that pain pours out regret and grief. Now, as a side note, 
This is when we do not fully realize reality as reality is, and when we do not understand reality in its universal form, which includes, which includes the hereafter. When we bring the hereafter into the picture, then we can still look forward to remembrances of those beautiful times and our conversations of, about those beautiful times and how we will be reminded of, how we will remember those beautiful times with the people that we share those beautiful times and how we will be in the presence of our Lord in the hereafter in paradise in the company of the Prophet and we can look forward to that in which we will combine the pleasures of this world, the past experience of pleasure and delight with the pleasures and delight of the paradise. And we will have this compounded, compounded pleasure. And therefore the pleasures that we have had in this world that have terminated now will not give us pain anymore. But if we did not do that, if we thought of those times of pleasure and delight in and of themselves and especially if they are sinful now that's the problem if they if they are licit pleasures if they are pleasures that we can actually convert into a state of worship let's say listening to quran there is pleasure in listening to quran and when we think about our past times sometimes we might have had a really open spirit all the windows of our spirit may have been open and we might have been listening to this beautiful recitation of quran at some point in our life and we remember that yes we miss it yes there is a bitterness in the remembrance of that because it will also remind us of its termination but that bitterness is compensated well beyond what bitter taste it leaves in our in our heart with the thinking of the paradise and the compounded pleasure that will come from its remembrance and perhaps even reenactment in the paradise in the presence of our lord and in the company of the prophet but if that is not there if those pleasures that we have had in the past were illicit pleasures if they were illicit, if, if what they yielded is just sins, and if they are leading us to hell, all the worse, all the worse. May God protect us from that. May, may we not have such moments and periods in our past, and may we not bequeath to our future such moments and periods. May we, may we be aware of that. May we be careful about that. And may we be able to overcome our animalistic desire so that we do not keep sending sins and pains to our future. Madem bir günlük gayrimeşru lezzet bazen bir sene manevi elem çektiriyor ve muvakkat bir günlük hastalıkla gelen elem çok günler manevi lezzet sevapla beraber zevalindeki halas ve kurtulmaktan gelen manevi lezzet vardır. Senin başındaki şimdilik bu muvakkat hastalığın neticesi ve iç yüzündeki sevabı düşün. Bu da geçer Yahude şekva yerine şükret. Since one day of illicit pleasure sometimes causes a year of metaphysical pain, you do it in one day, one hour, one moment and each time you you remember it. It's as if you are stabbed in your heart and you say, how how did I do it? 
if only I could go back to that time and fix it. How did I do it? And of course, we don't say if only because we know that we know that there is nothing better in the realm of possibility better than what is. But we say say if only in relation to our choices. We blame our choices, not reality itself. And we say, how did I do it? We, we feel that pain. Ustad Nuzir says, you know, a year of metaphysical pain, it may be a lifetime of metaphysical pain. Since one day of illicit pleasure sometimes causes a year of metaphysical pain, and since there are many days of pleasure and spiritual rewards for the pain that is caused by a day of temporary sickness, as well as a metaphysical pleasure that comes from the deliverance and survival of it, consider the consequence of this temporary sickness that afflicts you for now, as well as the spiritual reward in its inner dimension. So, the illicit pleasure leaves that, that stabbing in the heart. But if it was a day of sickness, and because of that one day of sickness, we actually ended up spending our days supplicating our Lord and, and taking refuge in Him. And now we are delivered from the sickness. We survived it. It is not there anymore. The pain is not there anymore. But that closeness that we felt with our Lord, those spiritual rewards that we transferred over to the hereafter, they are still with us. Therefore, consider the consequence of this temporary sickness that afflicts you for now, as well as the spiritual reward in its inner dimension. Buddha Gechar Yahude Shekva Yerneshukret Say, this too will pass, O the One, O God. Express gratitude instead of complaint. And to the extent that you are able to express gratitude, the pain of your sickness, your suffering, is going to, to decrease. And to the extent that you complain, the pain will increase. So this, is, this, is, this has two benefits. In the given moment, if you are sick, in the given moment, if you realize this reality, if you recognize this reality, and you are able to express gratitude, it is going to help you because it is going to alleviate your pain, the present pain. And it will also turn your pain, your sickness, into a metaphysical form of worship and you will transfer good rewards, spiritual rewards, otherworldly rewards to your future instead of the complaint that will make you feel that pain even more because you will be focusing on the pain, not its rewards. And the more you focus on the pain, the more you will feel it and you will be transferring over to your future, not worship, not spiritual rewards, but depending on who you are complaining about, perhaps even since. So it is about making the best out of what we have. And sickness is an opportunity that will allow us to make the best out of it. Altunji Deva, sixth remedy, Khashiye. Fıtri bir surette bu lemata hattur ettiğinden, altıncı mertebede iki defa yazılmış. Fıtriliğine ilişmemek için öylece bıraktık. Belki bir sır vardır diye değiştirmedik. Side note, as this flash came to mind in a natural manner, it was written twice at the sixth level. Each remedy, Ustad Nursi is referring to it as a level. At the sixth level, it was written twice. 
We left it as is in order not to spoil its naturalness. We did not change it. We did not change it thinking that perhaps there might be a secret in this. And one secret that comes to my mind is that this is the 25th flash. And the next one is the 26th flash. The 26th flash is a treatise for the elderly. And the 25th flash is a treatise for the sick. And it makes sense for the 25th flash to have 25 remedies. And the 26th flash actually has 26 sections. So they both have 26 sec sections. But because this was the 25th flash, it seems God had Satnursi as he was dictating the treatise say, the sixth remedy twice. It is a you know subtle nicety that we can think about. Allahu alam. God knows the best. I don't know if this is the reality itself or not. It, it is just something that comes to my mind. All right, the sixth remedy. Let's read the remedy itself. Ey dünya zevkini düşünüp hastalıktan ızdırab çeken kardeşim. Bu dünya eğer daimi olsaydı ve yolumuzda ölüm olmasaydı ve firak ve zevalin rüzgarları esmeseydi ve musibetli fırtınalı istikbalde manevi kış mevsimleri olmasaydı, ben de seninle beraber senin haline acıyacaktım. Oh my brother who suffers the agony of sickness by thinking about the world's pleasures. You are sick, you are in your bed, perhaps you are having some pain, and on that day you were actually going to go, I don't know, to the beach to swim with your friends, or you were going to be in the company of some people that you love you cannot eat your tummy is aching and you know and there is this delicious food out there on the table but you cannot eat you have to eat i know some boiled potato or dry bread or you cannot even eat anything all these pleasures that you are now deprived of oh my brother who suffers the agony of sickness thinking about those deprivations will increase your pain and you it will, it will turn into agony who suffers the agony of sickness by thinking about the world pleasures. Yes, there is a deprivation, but it is you who turns it into a real, real excruciating agony. Had this world been continuous, had death not been standing on our path, had the winds of separation and termination not been blowing, and had there not been metaphysical seasons of winter in a future filled with storms and tribulations. So this is the reality that human beings find themselves in, in this world. The world is not continuous. Death is certain. The winds of separation and termination are blowing. Either we leave things behind or things leave us. And had there not been metaphysical seasons of winter in a future filled with storms and tribulations, filled with storms, uncertainty of the future, we can have plans, we can imagine things, we can project things, we can you know, sit down and make lists of what we will do, what we will not do. We can plan three years ahead, we can do this and that and this and that and look at the state of the world now. Did anybody think about the entire world staying home, not going to work, not meeting friends, not even visiting relatives and the elderly four months ago? Did anybody think that this was the future that we were looking forward to? I had, I had many other 
plans i had bought plane tickets for various events that i was going to attend this is certainly this is certainly what i did not plan doing and i do not think that anybody else around the world uh, was looking forward to this four to five months ago but but that is the reality the future is uncertain no matter how much we plan plan as we will it's going to be stormy it is going to be filled with uncertainty the storms of uncertainty and there will be tribulations because this world is not the place of enjoyment this world is the place of trial and tribulation so had that not been the case had this world been continuous had death not been standing on our path had the winds of separation and termination not been blowing and had there not been metaphysical seasons of winter in a future filled with storms and tribulations Ustad Nursi says I too would pity your state with you you are lying down in your bed thinking about all oh, the pleasures that you could be having now and you are deprived of them etc so you are pitying yourself but had the reality not been in the way that I have described I would pity with you but I'm not pitying you I'm not pitying you because there is something else fakat madem dünya bir gün bize haydi dışarı diyecek feryadımızdan kulağını kapayacak o bizi dışarı kovmadan biz bu hastalıklar ikazatıyla şimdiden onun aşkından vazgeçmeliyiz o bizi terk etmeden kalben onu terke çalışmalıyız however however since one day the world will tell us out it is over you think that you know the world loves you and you love the world you are enjoying it there are all sorts of pleasures it's beautiful and beautiful and beautiful and delightful you think all of that and one day old age young age doesn't matter we never know what is certain is that the, the world that you think is beautiful will tell you out it is over since it will plug its ears to our wailings when it says this to you you will be wailing and you will be you know begging and beseeching it will plug its ears once that moment comes it does not listen to anybody it does not pay attention to anybody it says out it is over and it is over since that is the case we should give up on its love from now it is your love for this world that is making that moment of out it is over so painful it is love and attachment love is 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 attachment love turns into attachment it is that attachment that you have to this world that is making that moment of out it is over so agonizing since that is the case we should give up on its love from now and the sickness is a reminder the sickness is a reminder that there will come a moment and it will say out it is over all these beautiful things that i have been presenting to you no more and sickness is a reminder that yes there is deprivation sickness is temporary deprivation inshallah if we are delivered from it and we survive but what is certain is that beyond this world is complete deprivation from this world again unless unless we spend our time in this world in a beautiful way 
in a way that we acquire spiritual rewards from it and therefore that complete deprivation actually turns into something more more beautiful better complete pleasure in the paradise that is compounded with the remembrance of our pleasures in this world but otherwise it is it is complete deprivation and sickness is its reminder since it will plug its ears to our wailings we should give up on its love from now heeding the warnings of these sicknesses before it expels us that's the important thing imagine you are giving up on its love once it expels you what is left there for you to do because it is the, the love of this world that is causing you to sin that is causing you not to transfer over to the hereafter good deeds so we need to give up on its love before it expels us o bizi terk etmeden kalben onu terke çalışmalıyız before it abandons us we should try to abandon it in our hearts and Ustad Nursi here makes a very precise statement with a subtle message before it abandons us he does not say we should abandon it because this is the trial that we are having in this world this is the point right but we should try we should try it may not be that easy but we should try we should not think okay i cannot do it i love the world and period i'm I, i cannot do it come what may i cannot know that would be that would be yes that would be despair and we do not fall into despair because we put our hope in our lord on our own we may not be able to do it but our lord is all powerful we put our hope in our lord and we keep trying and trying and trying and we know that it is that struggle itself that we are sent to this world for we are sent to this world for that struggle itself because through struggle we improve and we hone our skills and capacities of enjoyment and recognition and knowing our lord through the signs that he puts in the creation through the pleasures that he puts in the creation and the beauty that we see out there and and, and mashallah i'm right now looking at a, a tree that is blooming with with pink flowers and the beauty that we see out there is a manifestation of our lord's beauty but recognizing that beauty as our lord's beauty and increasing our benefit from it is a matter of honing our subtle skills of relating that that beauty to the original beauty to the real beauty to the true beauty and the more we improve those skills the more we will be able to enjoy that beauty that original beauty in paradise there will be manifestation there too some will be as in the example of the watch some will be looking at the brand of the watch some will be looking at the frame of the watch some will be looking at the time some will be looking at the flower as a biological 
a phenomenon with some cells and chemical compounds and interactions among those cells some will be looking at it as just a form that is attractive in this world some will be looking at it perhaps for its medicinal qualities and all of these are fine but the ultimate point of the flower being there is that it is our lord who is manifesting his beauty to us and to the extent that we improve our skills and capacities to recognize that to read it in more and more detail to that extent we will be able to enjoy paradise our rank in paradise will be higher inshallah therefore before it abandons us the world we should try to abandon it in our hearts we should not be attached to the form of the flower the chemical compounds of the flower the healing property of the flower or this or that but we should attach our hearts to the source of that beauty that is now manifest on the flower and then the flower will have a value as as a reminder of that original beauty and that is much greater than any other value that you may attribute to the flower before it abandons us we should try to abandon it in our hearts and the hearts part is important and relates to two aspects of the flower and we probably talked about this before everything Ustad Nursi says in the creation has two aspects one is it's its aspect that looks to this world and the other is the aspect that indicates its lord in our hearts we abandon the aspect that looks to this world but in our hearts we cultivate our love for our lord which is indicated through his attributes that are manifest in the creation evet hastalık bu manayı bize ihtar edip der ki senin vücudun taştan demirden değildir Belki daima ayrılmaya müsait muhtelif maddelerden terkip edilmiştir. Gururu bırak, aczini anla, malikini tanı, vazifeni bil, dünyaya niçin geldiğini öğren, kalbin kulağına gizli ihtar ediyor. Yes, sickness reminds us about this meaning and says, this meaning that is to come, this meaning and says, your body is not made up of stone or iron. And of course, this is metaphorical. This is a metaphorical expression. Stone and iron we know to be very sturdy. But in reality, even stone and iron will not last. Your body is not sturdy to last. Your body is not made up of stone or iron. In fact, it is composed of various materials that are continuously capable of separation. In fact, our bodies, the biological bodies, the moment a person dies, Right, the body starts to decay and it is actually continuously decaying there might be more precise studies but as far as i remember the body of a human being is replaced twice every year all those cells all the physical material that makes those cells they are replaced twice every year we ingest food we digest and acquire certain elements and compounds Those elements and compounds go to wherever they belong to in the body, let's say a cell. Now that cell has other chemicals and compounds that were already used. 
and then the blood takes away that refuse. The body discards the refuse, which means that there is a replacement that's taking place continuously. Our body is continuously in a state of decay and, and separation. Things do not stay together in our bodies. Eventually, when life is taken out of the body, the, the secret of life that we cannot identify, but it is there, we know that it is there. When life is taken out of the body, it starts to completely decay and separate. In fact, your body is composed of various materials that are continuously capable of separation. Don't rely on it. It will not last. If there is one thing that is certain, it will not last. Medicine may improve and find some enzymes that make your body younger. But ultimately, ultimately, no human being, or rather, no living creature will last. No living creature will hold on to its body. No living creature that has a body will hold on to its body. The spirit, life, will depart the body and the body will, will separate and decay and disappear. In that case, leave your vain glory. This is what the sickness is reminding us of. Your body is not made up of stone or iron. In fact, it is composed of various materials that are continuously capable of separation. Leave your vain glory. Understand your impotence. Understand your powerlessness, especially if you are young and you are in that state of heedlessness. Take advantage of the sickness. It is reminding you, understand your impotence. Recognize your owner. That is the, the whole point why you are here. Know your duty. Learn why you have come to this world. It silently whispers to the heart's ear. Sickness silently whispers to the heart's ear recognize your owner know your duty learn why you have come to the world fulfill your function if you fulfill your function there is another world after this and you will be fine there if you do not fulfill your function if you do not fulfill your duty then you are really in trouble i am not the trouble that you are having sickness is not the trouble that you are having sickness speaking to you and saying i am not the trouble that you are having your real trouble is your heedlessness your tr real trouble is not having prepared what you should have prepared for your hereafter hem madem dünyanın zevki lezzeti devam etmiyor hususan meşru olmazsa hem devamsız hem elemli hem günahlı oluyor o zevki kaybettiğinden hastalık bahanesiyle ağlama bilakis hastalıktaki manevi ibadet ve uhrevi sevap cihetini düşün zevk almaya çalış moreover since the world's pleasures and delight do not continue and especially if they are not licit they are discontinuous painful and sinful at the same time so nothing in this world, no pleasure, no delight in this world continues. They all come to a point of expiration, a point of termination. But if, if those pleasures, if those desires and delights are not licit either, they are at the same time discontinuous, painful and sinful, then 
do not cry for having lost that pleasure by means of sickness. It, you were going to lose it anyway. It was not going to stay with you anyway. And if it was sinful, you are at least prevented from sinning. To the contrary, think about the aspects of metaphysical worship and otherworldly rewards in sickness and try to find delight in it. If you can bring yourself closer to reality as reality is and see the metaphysical worship and otherworldly, otherworldly rewards in sickness, then you will find delight in it and try to find it. You will see the otherworldly rewards in it. If you were not lying down in your bed, perhaps you are going to be out there doing something that is not licit. You were, perhaps you were going to be gossiping with, with somebody. Perhaps you were going to be backbiting. Perhaps you were going to be, may God protect, may God protect. Perhaps you were going to be doing something haram, drinking something haram, eating something haram. Perhaps you were going to be engaging people that you should not be engaging. Perhaps you were going to be heedless and you were going to forget your Lord. And in that state of forgetfulness, you were going to be offending your Lord. But now you are sick. Think of the benefits that this sickness has brought to you. Try to make the best out of it. Alhamdulillah, we read through the uh, two sixth uh, remedies and it uh, looks like we should stop here. Inshallah, we will continue reading this and, and may this be a source of supplication and prayer and healing for the entire world. Subhanak la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha